0: This is episode number 265 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms.
1: And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist, with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health.
0: While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your
1: healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, it's Anita here. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know if you're pregnant and want step by step guidance on how to have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, how to prepare mentally and physically for labor and pushing, including how to minimize tearing, how to have your partner feel confident to support you during birth and how to navigate a smoother postpartum recovery, my Bump to Birth Method online program is available for you to join. It's three programs in one, covering pregnancy, birth prep, and postpartum recovery, plus you get lifetime access to the program content and bonuses. Bump to Birth Method is my on-demand self-paced online program where you can learn from the comfort of your own home through video and audio lessons on how to best connect to your pelvic floor and core in pregnancy beyond traditional Kegels, strategies to help common pregnancy pains and pelvic floor symptoms, my top strategies to prepare your mind, body, and pelvic floor for labor, how to best support you and your pelvic floor during pushing, key strategies for your partner to support you during labor, and how to navigate your first six weeks postpartum. Bonuses include expert interviews, core and pelvic floor yoga class, three strength training workouts, hospital and home birth bag lists, meditation tracks for pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery. Whether you're preparing for your first or fifth birth, if you're ready to have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, feel fully prepared mentally and physically for labor and pushing, including how to minimize tearing and how to navigate your first six weeks postpartum recovery, then head to the show notes or go to BumpToBirthMethod.com to see what other expecting moms have said about birth and to enroll today. Hey,
0: everybody. Welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jessie Mundell.
1: And Anita Lambert. And on today's episode, we wanted to go through specifically around strength training and pregnancy and how that can actually help you prepare ahead for postpartum. And this can be any stage postpartum. I know Jess and I say postpartum a lot, and some people would equate that to older oh, first six weeks, but really that first year and even beyond, um, just in general, how it can be helpful, whether you have a baby, a toddler, or young kids. So we thought we would dive into some specific movements, but then variations around them of what Jess and I use with our clients, what we used ourselves, and how helpful they were to train in pregnancy for our postpartum time. So first we'll dive into something we've talked about lots, but if you're new to the podcast um, around connecting to your breath and your pelvic floor and your deep abdominals. So we talk about this a lot in terms of that, your breath and your pelvic floor and core, there is a connection there that inner core canister So learning to connect to this initially can be really helpful. And then you can actually bring this into other aspects of your strength training. But also as you dive further into understanding this core canister, you may find that just the breath on its own might be all you need for your pelvic floor and core, whereas other people might need more of that pelvic floor and core cueing. Because I know, Jess, you've shared on the podcast where because you tend to be more on the tense side with the pelvic floor. And that was definitely me pre-kids and things have, I feel like, even doubt, if that's a way to put it, since having kids that I do think of connecting to all of them. Um, but how you often will talk about connecting to the breath, because if you get too fixated on the pelvic floor, then that might ramp up symptoms or you just feel tension in general.
0: Yes, yeah. And I think that that's... You know, always a good reminder for the fitness and health pros to be hearing, especially if we're going into a coaching scenario and particularly a group coaching scenario is just knowing for who do I coach only the breath for and does this person need the breath and pelvic floor, abdominal wall cueing to happen, what's going to help them best. So yeah, just the reminder that it can be a little bit different for everybody on what they need, again, to help that performance and to help sensations or symptoms.
1: So the first movement or exercise we wanted to dive into is around squats. So I think feel like I I see on social media, and I hear a lot, yes, do squats to prepare for birth. And I know that is kind of a whole other discussion we could have, (laughs) um, because there's many types of squats. Um, And I wouldn't necessarily say they prepare you for birth, unless it's more of a relaxation squat in terms of like a, a yoga posture. But squats and doing different variations and different awkward positions with which Jess and I talk about a lot because postpartum is full of awkward movements so Jess and I were both trained I know as a physio we were always taught like if you're going to lift something use your legs you need to squat you need to have this neutral spine and like yes I used to teach that way and I totally understand why there are many who still do because that's what we were taught And then I found through learning from so many amazing other professionals, but also going through my own experiences, like you need to be able to squat in so many different ways because that is real life. And I feel like that really helps your body be more adaptable potentially, you know, prevent injury in certain ways because your body is used to squatting in different ways and when you add weight to it. So squatting for me is a for sure uh, movement that I'll go through with clients in pregnancy and I personally found really helpful as well. What do you find with squats, Jess?
0: Yeah, absolutely. They're included in Every phase of our prenatal training programs from week five all the way to our 40 plus. And exactly like you're saying, variations within that. So it might be more of a mid range squat where we're staying above 90 degrees at the knee. It might be a deeper variation of the squat. It might be a staggered stance. So with one foot slightly in front of the other and then switching sides. So the other foot is slightly in front. It's holding weight and using resistance in different ways. So like goblet style, holding a dumbbell right in front of the chest, front squat, holding two dumbbells over the shoulders, a back squat with a barbell on your back if that's something that someone is comfortable with and wants to train. So yeah, there's just so many ways that we can include these squats. And like you're saying, Anita, just to help people get comfortable in so many ways of being in their body for the pregnancy, for the postpartum, to uh, you know just adapt to different loads is such an important skill to build Mm -hmm.
1: and I think too if you're listening and you're like ah but I've got hip pain or like this is a common one I find this year I've had so many pregnant clients come in who in the past have broken their ankle and they were in a boot they had the whole like they went through that whole thing but were either told don't bother with rehab Or rehab was never brought up. Like this has happened so much, Um, so we're working on rehabbing their ankle while they're pregnant, and they might have pelvic floor symptom. We're doing the whole thing, and so I just really encourage you if you've had, if you have or have had back pain, knee pain, hip pain, ankle pain, and maybe you've been told you shouldn't squat. Like I hear this all the time. "Ah, I was told I shouldn't squat because I have this type of pain. Like that's actually really bad for my knees. And I'm like, we spend some time. I'm doing that myth. And again, going through squat variations. So they find a squat that actually feels better on their body, which then reinforces to their nervous system. This is not a bad movement. And oh my gosh, I actually need to squat many times throughout my day, like sitting on and getting off the toilet is a squat. So we actually do this way more than we think. So I just really encourage you, any of the movements we talk about, if you've had injuries or pain and have been told not to do them, to dive a bit deeper into them and and maybe find a variation that does feel better for your body. And then you can get back to this and actually feel good. Another uh, movement we want to talk about is lunges. And lunges are probably one of my favorite. And it's so funny because I feel most clients are like, I hate lunges. Um, (laughs) and But once we get doing them, they're like, oh, this actually feels so much better. Because even just where you put your weight, like I'm very much um, more in that ribs over pelvis. So a bit of that lean forward, much more weight in the front leg than most people are used to. And often, if people initially show me their lunge, if I don't coach them on anything, I just say, just show me if someone said to do a lunge and they feel, you know, whether knee pain or maybe lower abdominal discomfort. I hear a lot postpartum, we shift their stance and that pain changes in a good way. So lunges, there's so many variations, and then you can add weight, you can add kettlebell, you can add just so many things. And again, in terms of I love lunges because they also train balance. People are really surprised about shifting in your center of gravity during pregnancy but then also during your postpartum period. People are like I did not my balance is so off. Is this normal? And I'm like this is super common. So lunges is one of the first movements I get people doing because it it just for leg strength but functionality but also balance is really really key. So So many, what are some of your favorite lunge variations, Jess?
0: Oh, it's very timely because my quads are so sore today from doing (laughs) forward lunges last night in my workout. I just started this new four week phase of workouts and I haven't lunged forwards in a while and I was immediately feeling them. So I love a forward lunge. We love reverse lunges lateral lunges. Yes, so much. And I think it is, yeah, first an excellent, really whole body exercise to be doing during pregnancy. And especially as we're talking about preparing for postpartum, building that strength off the floor in a lunge position, you will probably see how it carries over in postpartum. If you are picking up a baby, another child from the floor. I still use this position when I'm getting off the floor with my four-year-old, you know, like getting them set on the front of your body, getting into a lunge position on the floor, and then having to press up to standing, it takes a significant amount Mm -hmm. of strength. So excellent to be patterning during pregnancy. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. And it's true. I find it's like, especially that car seat, because most people I'll say, how are you picking up the car seat? And everyone (laughs) with their physio hat, they're just like, okay, I'm pretty sure she's going to want me to say squat. So everyone's kind of like, I squat, I use my legs like I should. And I'm like, let's do some lunges because picking up your car seat from a lunge really, I find really helpful. Um, but also to, if you, if you want to get back to running postpartum, I have so many clients here who want to do frisbee, soccer, lacrosse, you bet there's going to be a lot of lunges, um, that we, that we include in terms of physio and a lot of quick cutting movements. Those are lunges. So, so many, so many benefits to lunges. So keeping that in mind in pregnancy, um, if you've never done lunging before, totally okay. Again, there's ways to start. And then you can really get to some fun, fun variations. Another one we want to go through is deadlifts. And I think some people will think of like, really, you can, you can do that in pregnancy. You can do that in postpartum. And again, I find it's key. There's so many variations of deadlifts. There's not just one that most people are picturing like the Romanian deadlift. I feel like is what everyone pictures, which is great, but there's actually so many other variations and how, talked about from the start of like the awkward lifting in pregnancy and postpartum deadlifts are amazing to train for this because you will you're probably already doing deadlifts throughout your day already and not noticing it especially if you are currently a parent picking up toys picking up stuff off the floor you are likely doing deadlift variations. so why not train for them So it's, it's honestly one of, again, these are all my favorite as I've been saying, but I find this one is so helpful in pregnancy and postpartum also to like a staggered stance deadlift. I find in pregnancy is great training balance, but again, picking up stuff off the floor as your belly gets bigger, even if you do want to squat to pick something up, sometimes that's just not going to work because of how far along you are. So deadlifts, I find are great for picking things up in pregnancy. And then again, is going to prepare you for postpartum.
0: Yes. Yes. We love a deadlift, love a hinging variation. And like you're saying, it can be with a more narrow stance with the feet and feet straight ahead. It can be a more sumo stance with the legs wide and the feet slightly turned out staggered stance, one foot slightly ahead, one behind one legged and using some support in that one legged deadlift highly recommend in pregnancy, postpartum, but anytime. Yeah, so there's so many ways that we can train the deadlift, and you know, fitting into this category is really hinges of all kind, and that can look like bridges and hip thrust and uh, what else? Bridges, hip thrusts. Blanking. (laughs) Oh,
1: (laughs) I'm like I'm blanking out too. (laughs) Okay, but yes, you get the idea. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, there's so many variations of ways that we can. Train this hinging motion, which is excellent for learning how to load your glutes and get your weight back into your hips and training that pattern without having low back stuff flare up onto you. Because, like you're saying, Anita, this Mm -hmm. is a movement that you will do so much. So, how can we do it in a way Mm -hmm. that feels actually good on your body?
1: Yeah. And and just one other point with the deadlift too, because I know everyone's picturing straight back, but we also will train a rounded back like a Jefferson, like in terms of being yes. able to round through your back through the deadlift and people are like, oh my gosh, is, is this going to be okay? And I'm like, it's totally okay. And I'm like, let's give it a go. And people, I find people do that variation and they're like, this actually feels really good. Like I didn't know I was allowed to do this um, because we're all told it's got to be a flat back. So just for people to know, again, so many variations of deadlifts, so many benefits for your body in pregnancy and postpartum. And then this is kind of a general one. We won't give necessarily like one specific one, but I would say upper body strength training. So key. If you've got other kids and you're currently pregnant, you already know there's a lot of upper body involved um, with lifting and carrying them. But for those who are expecting their first, just thinking ahead to postpartum. I know people, you know, you get your car seat and you're like, okay, so this is like roughly 10 pounds, totally cool. But I'm like, even put a newborn in that and you're lifting a good amount of weight and that's just as a newborn and they continue to grow and you're very quickly lifting 20 pounds or like my son was 10 pounds so like we were lifting 10 pounds from the start or 20 pounds from the start with him in a car seat so just there's so many whether it's like biceps back rows chest like all of the above is just gonna feel so helpful for when you get to that postpartum period. And again, you know, picking up the stroller, all the awkward lifting we've talked about, it's, you're going to experience that. So the more you can prepare your upper body for that, the more like positive effects you're going to feel postpartum and grateful that you worked on that ahead of time.
0: Yeah. And it's just such a good reminder. I know people still hear these, blanket statements in pregnancy strength training of don't lift more than 20 pounds mm. and for sure there's some real true medical contraindications around that but for a lot of folks you could be lifting more than 20 pounds and like you're saying if you're immediately lifting 20 pounds at a time for multiple reps with the car seat with the baby whatever we can be training to be able to withstand that during pregnancy by lifting more weight. So let's do that if we're able to. And when we think about programming upper body stuff in our pregnancy training plans, we're thinking horizontal pulling. So rowing type of movements, from seated or standing positions. We're thinking about pulling from vertical. So over top of the head, like a lat pull down, we're thinking of horizontal pushing like a dumbbell chest press. We're thinking of vertical pushing like overhead press with dumbbells or resistance bands. And of course, there's also so much within that, that we haven't mentioned, but yeah, think pulling and pushing from all the directions. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. And then this is a bit of like a a bonus tip. It's not strength training, but, and we'll, we'll link an episode we did specifically on this, but just as a reminder, yes, strength training is going to be helpful, but Jess and I both feel very strongly about this balance of strength training and mobility work. So mobility work is, you know, moving through different types of movement. And I find, especially in pregnancy, is mobility spinal mobility so we call it like flexion extension or if you picture cat cow if you're familiar with that movement that is a great one for pregnancy postpartum that's one of the ones I go through at the first postpartum appointment and everyone's like oh my gosh this is like the best feeling (laughs) ever because you feel like you've been rounded forward all the time whether feeding the baby um, carrying the baby all of that and then side flexion so kind of bending towards the side Um, really again, helpful for, um, uh, like helping with aches and pains in pregnancy or getting ahead of them, but also postpartum and then rotation too. There's still this, there's still talk around, don't rotate your torso essentially in pregnancy, which like you're rotating your torso all the time. Um, so again, why not train for that? That's actually going to help with aches and pains. Um, also for birth, when we talk about, being able to get into different labor positions, pushing, all those things, all of these mobility exercises will help. But again, getting to postpartum, really, really helpful to, be, to have those already kind of you've done it as a routine within pregnancy and then you'll be able to get back to them postpartum as well. So we'll include an episode we did specifically on that if you want to dive into that a bit more. Lastly, something Jess and I both found too is You know, with strength training and that, and there can often be adjustments for multiple reasons in pregnancy, whether it's how you're feeling, whether it's like the nausea, the fatigue, it could be having other kids, it could be your work situation. But in terms of adjusting your expectations in pregnancy around workouts, that in itself will actually also prepare you for postpartum because there will also be an adjustment there afterwards, whether it's your first or a subsequent birth. So just all of these tips that we're giving you to know that if you're feeling exercise feels different, or you need to change stuff, you need to modify stuff that in itself is actually going to prepare you not just physically, but also the mindset and the mental side of getting back to exercise postpartum.
0: Yeah, so, so important. Again, practice this during your pregnancy, because it Absolutely comes up as your life shifts so dramatically postpartum. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com.
1: And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher.